0: Nick Brown. He's been the high school projectionist for the AV club for over nine semesters, and can be heard nightly at the theater talking loudly in the row behind you about the film being screened. And now they're joining forces, ladies and gentlemen. Rick and Nick Doc
1: Blitz. We're back. New year, same lack of Rick and Nick. Nothing changes, Dave. Their New Year's resolutions. In fact, I will show up to do the show. No such thing. No. And in
0: fact, I was lucky to show up and do the show. Clearly, I'm fighting off uh, a bug.
1: Yeah, we, we appreciate that you were willing to stick it out and, and still be able to get in here anyway for uh, another round of Rick and Nick Talk Flicks, so uh, we're glad that you're here. Happy to make it, but as long as you can put up with the voice. <laughs> we'll keep struggling. I think everyone can, can handle it. I, I hope everyone can I
0: think everyone it. should, because everyone's getting hit with this thing, whether it's a flu or a cold or both. Yeah so it'll just be uh oh yeah i had that too or you got it coming one of the two
1: hopefully it's the former or hopefully in some strange way you're immune to it but i don't know that sounds like that could be a movie of yeah. some kind although <laughs> yeah. i was i did see i did watch contagion again the other the other week on tv and when you see everyone getting the flu, you start to think of that movie, and you and well, I guess that's like the the worst case scenario type of thing. But when you when you hear about everybody getting sick, it's like, oh man! Suddenly, I'm I'm starting to think about Contagion and and thinking about outbreak you know total yeah, fever total martial law going into effect and everything. It's like you know, I don't want to let this get too out of hand here uh, with all of that. So not and,
0: the best kind of movie to watch for dinner at a movie night. Correct. Yeah, definitely
1: we'll not. have some more lasagna? No, not feeling in the mood. <laughs> so here we are. We we are looking at a new year getting up and underway, and with that in mind, uh today for Rick and Nick Talk Flix, we're going to do one of our our preview uh episodes that we like to do for the pod where we look ahead to movies that are on the way in the near future that are of interest to us and and maybe are of interest to you as well some of the big hitters that are that are on the way here for the next several months in fact watching football here over the weekend Dave with the the championship games in both conferences there were a lot of movie trailers and a lot of movie commercials that were going on this weekend that I haven't seen to this point Um, commercials previews things that that haven't come along quite yet and and i thought that kind of that was kind of interesting that they were starting to cycle these out but when you know you're going to get a lot of eyeballs like with this past weekend that's a good time to drop in some commercials and trailers for upcoming movies and there were a lot of them and a lot of new ones and i think we're going to see even more come Super Bowl weekend 2 weeks from now um, you think and, we're going to finally see the unveiling of Star Wars? I do. Solo? I, I am, after seeing the the sheer number of commercials that we saw yesterday with the conference championship games, I think we are closing in on the Solo trailer, and it would not surprise me at all if we are treated to it during the Super Bowl. I think so, too. I think it, that may finally be the time, but they've certainly waited long enough to to drop that in there. So. We do have
0: to say up front, even though I don't think this is going to be a spoiler-heavy episode, because we're talking about movies that aren't out yet, uh, but it could happen. There could be a spoiler of some sort, so be forewarned.
1: Certainly, especially if it's a sequel kind of movie. So yeah. do be prepared for that. There, There is that chance. So, I think we're going to give away the backstory of The Fifty Shades? No. I don't think either of us know the backstory, <laughs> or, or maybe only bits and pieces of it, but... Anyway, uh, we're going to start out by by diving into February, and we will begin there. Which February is usually like the graveyard of movies, but in this January,
0: year, especially, and yeah.
1: January, yes, but this year there are <laughs> there are a couple of pretty good movies that look like are on tap for February. Um, one in particular, and maybe a couple of others that could surprise.
0: So before you do that, we should probably just kind of educate some of the the movie going public. Why is January and February tending to be the graveyard months of
1: movies? Because so much money gets spent around the Christmas period. You know, whether whether it's going out to the movies or going out to eat or just buying Christmas gifts. There is that that settling in process that happens in the new year when it comes to using your money. So January a little bit less so in terms of the the money that gets spent. Plus, for Hollywood, they are going and and putting out to to wide release movies that are probably going to compete in award season or you know, are trying to get close to award season, but are probably not going to be super wide releases or even super do super good business at the box office.
0: Yeah, well, movies like uh, The Post come to example. Uh, Spielberg, Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep. It came out limited release in December, so that it would be eligible for the upcoming award season. So it's up for Golden Globes, and when they announce Oscar nominations, it'll probably be there too. And then it'll get a wide release in January, so it's officially you know able to compete for the 2017 awards. But the other ones that'll come out are, if not Valentine's movies, when we get to February, are the movies that the studios don't have a lot of confidence in. they got to release it somewhere, so you might as well release it at a time that people aren't going to the theaters. Right. But the argument is... If you make a good movie, hopefully people will go see it. Once that's right. they, Once they learn about it, now that's not always the case, but if it comes out and people start to hear about it word of mouth, then maybe it will. And there have been movies that have bucked that trend. I think it, you can go back to uh, two thousand eight or nine. Cloverfield came out in the dead of January when nothing comes out, and it did pretty good. Deadpool a couple years ago came out the first one. That's right. Um, came out Valentine's weekend, you know, and then of course the big Valentine's movies are kind of an exception, but. Yeah, it's the, kind of the, the graveyard time of the year. It is the opposite of July.
1: And hopefully Hollywood directors are starting to understand that and, and producers are starting to understand that, that if you put together a good movie, it doesn't matter where in, in the calendar you stick it quite as much. I mean, yes, you're going to get a bit more traffic at certain times of the year, so that kind of pushes it over the top, but you can still do really good business at just about any time, if you've put together a really good movie that has really big appeal.
0: I think so, too. Uh, I, I tend to agree, like uh, Kevin Costner heard in the uh, movie Field of Dreams. If you make it, that's a slight adjustment. Right. If you make it, they will come to watch. You got it. Maybe it takes them a while, like Shawshank. Shawshank did not do well at the box office. Yes. But then people found out about it, and now it's a huge hit. So let's
1: see if some of these are going to yeah. make a difference. I mean, and even
0: if they're not huge hits, they look at least now interesting, right? Worth checking out.
1: For starters, we'll start in in early February with Winchester, which you you have a bit of interest in this, at I least do. in the in the backstory of this, talking about the uh, the home of Sarah Winchester out in California, which um which is a sprawling, massive thing, and now this is kind of the backdrop for. A ghost kind of tale, a horror kind of tale that's going to be coming up in early February.
0: But somewhat reality based. But it's I think it's going to go somewhat. off. Yeah, I think Helen it's going to...
1: Mirren is going to play Sarah Sarah Winchester, who is the the main tenant of this house.
0: Those of you that don't know, Sarah Winchester is an heir to the Winchester rifles family fortune, and Sarah was a big believer in the afterlife and the spiritual world. And she believed that all the people that had been taken, their lives taken at the hands of a Winchester were going to come and hunt her down. So she built out in San Jose, California, this sprawling Victorian-era mansion that just – there was no plan. They just started building it. And it's not some ramshackle thing. It looks fantastic. But there is no rhyme or reason to it. There are do- there are rooms you can't get to, right. stairways that go nowhere. It's interesting. And it's an actual place. You can actually go and visit it. And it's based off of that. Although I think the story itself will go into some other tangent, but it is considered one of the most haunted houses in America.
1: It is, yes. So that'll kick things off in the opening weekend. February 9th, I guess you could deem Valentine's weekend, I suppose, since it's the weekend prior to Valentine's Day. So there's an interesting blend of movies that are coming out on that day. Fifty Shades Freed. The, the token let's finish this off movie for the uh, 50 shades uh trilogy is coming up uh on that day so that's going to that's going to wrap up the 50 shades uh saga uh with that one so that's more of your uh quote unquote love side of it although I think love is is kind of a, a subjective term to use with those movies
0: I think you um, can throw in a little like a kidnapping I think is part of the story i I couldn't tell you this for sure. It could be about uh, growing tulips for all I know. But I think it's about one of them gets kidnapped.
1: They sure play on the dark edges of love with yeah. uh, with that whole series. But anyway, um, that movie is coming up February 9th. Uh, Peter Rabbit is coming on February 9th, uh, one of the first main animated movies uh, of the year. James Corden is actually uh, featuring this one. He's going to be in the movies a bit this year. Yeah. Um, but w- between that and then one that's coming up later on in the summer, uh, later this year. But. Um, Talk yeah. about a
0: guy really making a name for himself in a yeah. short, whether it's just the karaoke or you name it, he's just a. I like him; he's a good guy.
1: But yeah, he's he's going to be in that. Rose Byrne is going to be in there. Sam Neill, Daisy Ridley, uh, Margot Robbie, just to name a couple others, uh, based on the that the the tale that's been told many times over in in books uh, about Peter Rabbit. So
0: and getting good early reviews too. So it sounds like it'll be a good one.
1: And then Clint Eastwood's five, uh, The 1517 to Paris, which details uh, the the thwarted terror attack in 2015 uh, on the train over in in, uh, in Europe uh, by a couple of Americans who were over there. There's already been several commercials that have been out about it. Uh, it's going to wide release on February 9th is when that's coming along.
0: And the most interesting thing about the movie is not only is it based on a true story, the cast isn't actors it's the actual people that were in the situation that's right so you know there's if you go and look up the cast of the movie you're probably not going to know anybody other than director clint eastwood who you won't see in it it's the actual guys that did it so that's i don't know if that's a first but it's certainly unique
1: yes so that'll be coming up february 9th then as well and i i found that very unique too when i saw the commercials and the previews for it that they were going to be featuring in the movie so prominently but they they knew it. They experienced it. So. Well, yeah.
0: You think, well, do they have acting chops? Then again, you think, do they need acting chops? They lived through this. Right. So to have it all reset in front of you could probably trigger something. Maybe it becomes more real than it would be if you had a method actor in there.
1: Right. February 16th, maybe the biggest movie of February. Marvel. Marvel. Com- yes, Marvel comes with their first movie, with its first movie of, 20- with, of 2018, and it's Black Panther. A lot of intrigue about about Black Panther, the character, and also everything surrounding Wakanda, uh, that technologically advanced African nation uh, that that he is the the king of, um, or, or be, I guess becoming the king. Um now here with this movie but was
0: it civil war that he popped into the marvel he, Avengers Universe, right? yeah yes so and he'll be in the new avengers movie coming out later too
1: certainly but a lot of intrigue a lot of excitement to see more about wakanda and uh, a pretty fantastic cast that mm. has been assembled for this movie as well of course with chad mcbo chadwick boseman as the uh, front runner for it um as black panther but Lot of excitement surrounding Black Panther and all that that's coming here with this movie. Yeah, it
0: really does look good. And he did uh, when he showed up first in Captain America: Civil War. It was an interesting character. You could arguably say he stole the movie. And so now he's got his own movie, which is funny that he is going to get his movie before Black Widow. But still, it looks like they're going to be good movies. So it looks right. good. A lot of interest.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of interest, and it, it looks like by all appearances, Wakanda is going to feature quite prominently in the upcoming Infinity War later on this year. So some pretty important pieces could be put in place ahead of Infinity War here. It's the
0: last Marvel movie before Infinity War, so the final pieces on the board will be set to set up that movie, which comes out just a couple months later.
1: So if you're one of those people who's been trying to tie storylines together, try to tie pieces together, in the Marvel universe, this is definitely going to be one for you. February 16th, Black Panther is on the way. I am I am really really interested in how in how that movie's going to play out. It's interesting
0: how they get the scheduling set up. Your your girlfriend, your wife will drag you to 50 Shades Freed. The next weekend you drag her to Black Panther. <laughs>
1: correct. Yep, correct. Uh February 23rd, you had one listed. I had another one to add on that that just came to my attention yesterday, but you have um, the movie Annihilation, *Annihilation* listed here. It's based on a, a sci-fi novel uh, that came out. This is going to star Natalie Portman, um, but this is this is a really interesting thriller-type movie that it looks like it is about a different kind of expedition that's taking place. I saw the trailer for this, and it it looks really mysterious. This movie,
0: yeah, based on the book, it's um, uh, it, it's 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 rich. We'll put it this way. If people go to see it, this is a movie like it'll be kind of. I don't want to compare it to Shawshank, but it'll be like Shawshank in a way. In that, if you go to see it, you're going to like it. If people go to see it, well, who wants to see a sci-fi movie that's not Star Wars with Natalie Portman? Well, then you might miss out on something. But the early talk is that this could really be something. It's going to be a rich, rich dessert, so to speak. Great visually, good story. But we'll see what the story will tell on the movie.
1: Yeah, I believe it, the premise centers around a search for a husband yeah. is, is what's going on. And it's a team of four who are going into this place. It's called Area X. It's abandoned, cut off. This exped- All other expeditions that have gone have had problems associated with it, whether it's been people disappearing or people leaving and being totally changed by going into there. So... Hard to say, really. It's It, it looks, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of Arrival from a couple years ago. Yeah, the a little bit. The, 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 the mystery element that comes with it, so I'm sure there's going to be a twist or two involved as you know, well.
0: The whole theme of this episode is something to keep in mind that's on the horizon, and this movie would most definitely be one of those. Um, you may not know much about it now, but it's worth keeping your eyes on and just you know, checking out.
1: Yes, the other movie that uh, that I saw yesterday, I saw a couple of previews for it, at least a couple of commercials. If you're looking for your first comedy piece of the year, maybe yeah. your first R-rated comedy piece of the year, Game Night may be the movie for you. February 23rd, that's coming along. Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, uh, the primaries in that. But uh, there's going to be, I think, a lot of other comedic people are going to be featuring uh, in this movie. as It's going to be about a... Uh, a game night that's apparently going to get kicked up a notch in in a, a pretty wild way uh, with this with this movie.
0: Yeah, it could be an interesting one. It looks kind of like um, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. It looks kind of like if The Hangover was uh, a game night. I, I I can't describe it. I guess it,
1: it looks like um, it. It kind of reminded me of date night from yeah, a, a couple bit. of years ago with Steve Carell and Tina Fey, but this time it's a game night and this goes horribly wrong in in a different kind of way.
0: If you can take a normal, you know, benign event like date night sometimes or, you know, a bachelor party and it goes completely off the rails in the most bizarre comedic way possible, that would be the hangover, that'd be date night, that would be game night.
1: Yes. Moving into March, as we slide on ahead a bit, a couple of movies on the opening weekend, uh, March 2nd, to keep an eye on, Death Wish, starring Bruce Willis.
0: Remake time.
1: Yes, a remake.
0: Yeah, all you didn't know.
1: I I did not realize. No.
0: Yeah, um, I wanted to say Bronson Pinchot, and that's not the guy. That's oh, the guy from Perfect Stranger.
1: 1974. Yeah, yeah um, Eli Roth. Uh, yeah, Eli no. Roth is directing this one, but 1974 was the original.
0: Oh, I could see the guy's name, and I can't even say it. The guy that was in the original Death Wish, he was in The Great Escape. He, Charles Bronson. There we go. Sorry, ah, sorry, sorry, okay. Bronson fans. I'm sorry. Charles Bronson. And I called him Bronson Pinchot. Oh my lord! I'm going to get kicked that's, off the island. That's Charles Bronson, Dave. <laughs> Yes. So we got a remake to uh the Death Wish franchise, and this could most definitely like the last one, Go franchise. Um Vigilante Justice is really the name of this one, but Bruce Willis taking over for Charles Bronson. Could be an interesting one.
1: Yeah, going out on his own bit of a revenge tour here, Bruce Willis, uh, with this one. Should be interesting. Bruce it, Willis and Revenge. <laughs> and
0: you get Eli Roth in this, this could be one of those um, you know, fairly violent movies.
1: Yes. So that'll be on March second. Also on March 2nd Jennifer Lawrence appears in Red Sparrow which is uh, coming up um time and, for
0: a cold War thriller why not
1: yes so she, uh, she going she's going through this uh, this training process and apparently um, yeah it's I think there's a couple different angles to this one it's it's a, uh, it's a
0: Soviet era movie where she plays basically a Soviet agent that's in deep undercover to seduce and then very
1: deep undercover and then assassinate,
0: you know, so she, she's a honey trap is what they call her. She'll lure you in and then, you know, get you to do what she wants you to do or take you out. So it is kind of a cold war Soviet era sexual thriller, I guess.
1: But it it seems like it's also going through, um, maybe some of the psychological side of the, the training and and all of that and, and basically putting her into a completely different self. Kind of thing too, and th- and yeah. maybe the struggle that will go on between her previous self and and the one who's now in this this position of being a a, a super spy and a super agent. Yeah, but- it's got
0: great potential to pull it off, and we'll see if it does. It's you know it's a little ways down the road. We're starting to see things about it now, right? But it could be worth, like we said, keeping your eye
1: on. I started seeing a couple commercials for that, but that'll be March second that that's coming along.
0: And I'd like to see her bounce back from the fiasco that was Mother. And it'll help ramp her into the new oh, X Men coming up.
1: Mother was strange because some yeah. people loved it and some people hated it. it. It was it was so across the the board there with that movie. There
0: was very strong reasons to like or not like. There's not one person that saw Mother that was yeah it was okay. Oh no, you either loved it or you really hated it, and that's yeah. all there was.
1: That's movies. It's sometimes. like politics. It's funny, is, funny, is, is funny what, enough. What yeah, that that's, movie that's was. politics. But yeah. you know,
0: uh, Red Sparrow does look pretty good, and it's. Cold War thrillers are kind of fun. They don't think they ever really go out of fashion, even if they're dated. They're kind of fun.
1: March 9th, a movie that I think my mom is going to have a great deal of interest in because she loved the book, It's a Wrinkle in Time. That's a lot of people really, really interested in A Wrinkle in Time. The trailer has been out for a while now. They released the trailer early oh, yeah. for this movie, and a lot of people really interested in it, not only because of the content, but quite a cast. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey, very uh prominent in the cast.
0: Reese Witherspoon's in it. Yes.
1: Uh, and um yeah, wide-ranging cast oh, yeah. that is in this movie. Um and also additionally, um I think they they enjoyed the uh the play on Sweet Dreams are Made of These. That was in yeah. the trailer as well.
0: You know, and if you're a fan of sci-fi fantasy, you know, this in the realm of Wizard of Oz, so to speak, this is a lo- it's a timeless classic that's family appropriate. Everyone's going to like it. Um, whether you've read the book or you haven't read the book, it's a fantastic story, and uh, it should, especially with Disney behind it, it should translate into a pretty good on-screen adventure. I don't; it's not rated yet, so I don't know how appropriate it'll be for little kids. Um, stay tuned on that, but it's going to be an interesting one
1: because there's there's quite the bit of dark content that comes yeah. with The Wrinkle in Time, or at least on the fringes of it. And, yeah. and by appearances from the trailer, it seems like they're they're trying to convey that as much as they can within within the story, but it's, it's got, it's got some neat themes to it as well as The Wrinkle in Time. I'm very curious how it will portray to the screen because I, have never seen a screen ad, adaptation of it before. Um, I'm not even sure if there, I think you're right. has there been one or two? Not that, that I'm aware of, of. Maybe some okay. TV movie or something. I,
0: I'm not aware but, of one.
1: But anyway, um, so I, I'm curious how well it will translate to screen and how, how will disney do with translating it to screen it's quite a cast that they've assembled together here uh many different kinds of people that they are that they are putting together for this movie different Different personalities, and and certainly it's going to make for an interesting uh, an interesting coming together for this film.
0: You know, it'll be interesting. It'll be fr- refreshing for Disney to come out with something that's. I know it's based on a book, but more refreshing. As much as I'm a Star Wars fan, every other movie is Star Wars, or it's an animated sequel that nobody asked for. Cars Seven. Yeah. You know, it'll be it's just be nice to get something that's got a, a a feeling of fresh and no more Johnny Depp pirate movies. You know.
1: Speaking of sequels, if you're looking for something from the horror genre... This one I want to see. You've got one coming March 9th. The follow-up to 2008's The Strangers. This is The Strangers, Prey at Night, P-R-E-Y.
0: Did you see the first one?
1: I did not. Oh, was,
0: you might not like it because it's really scary, but it was really good. This uh, The Strangers is basically a home invasion movie. And uh, apparently this one, it's a sequel, is going to be more of the same, but it was based on two things. One, it was based on the Manson attacks, but secondly, it was based on one of the writers of the movie, a real event that had happened to him as a kid, where one night, late at night, he was home alone as a kid, and there was a knock at the door late at night, and he didn't answer. It was somebody asking for somebody that didn't live there. He didn't answer the door, but he talked to him through the door. The next morning, he found out every house on the street had been broken into except his, because he was there. So the movie takes a spin-off of that, makes it a little more violent. And that was the original, and it was fantastic. This one seems like more of the same. But it was a very innovative horror movie, very good, very, very good. So if this is more of the same, let's hope for good things.
1: Yeah, I'm curious then how... You go from a, an original idea like that, which did really well, and then it's like, okay, how do we build on this and try to make a sequel based off of it as well?
0: Well, I don't, well, I don't want to give too many spoilers because the movie is only 10 years old. I probably could, but um, the the end of the first movie is set up so that there could be more. Okay. In a way that's not a complete hand-me-all oh, that was cheap. No, it's actually – you know, it was interesting. I won't say much about the first one other than it was really worth, worth checking out, if at nothing else – Keep it in the back of your mind when Halloween 2018 or whatever comes around. Go check it out.
1: All right. March 16th, moving on ahead, we've got a revival-slash-reboot that's coming along as Alicia Vikander is going to take over the Lara Croft role in Tomb Raider, going back to the origins of the Tomb Raider story and character and all of that. We've already had a couple movies with Angelina Jolie back in the day. Um, Actually quite a bit back in the day now, yeah. but uh, but now Alicia Vikander is going to take over uh, as a young Lara Croft in sort of the the origin film that's coming up here uh, in mid-March.
0: You know, it'd be interesting to see how this one does compared to when Angelina Jolie was doing them. Um, it's all about women empowerment, and this is a good time for that. So while the, the first Lara Croft movie did okay, the second one not as good. Um, with all that's going on right now in the news, this could get a whole new boost, not just from video gamers, which the series, of course, is based on, um, but whether they do a good movie or not. You know, you can debate whether the Lara Croft movies with Angelina Jolie were good or not. I'm kind of eh. But this one, if it's got great source material. If they were just turning it into a, a female Indiana Jones, so to right. speak, which is kind of what it is, um, would be fascinating, is every opportunity to make it good.
1: Isn't it funny how these these video game characters and stories just continue to grow in prominence more and more and Lara Croft that that was the origin right was was yep. the video game industry and the video game realm. Tomb Raider yeah and now now it's it's taken off already two movies that that came along way back but now there's some genuine buzz and excitement from from people in that realm who who love the Tomb Raider story and the Tomb Raider um, video games Getting to see it revived back again, a lot of people are excited about that.
0: There's something about video game movies that don't tend to resonate with the fans and the movie-going public as much as we might hope that they do. They just, for whatever reason, they just don't go that well. Uh, There are one or two exceptions, but could this one... And, of course, the Angelina Jolie version, the original in particular, resonated probably amongst the most as far as others. So, will this one will break that trend a bit, there is a little buzz... It's not all about so-and-so playing so-and-so. It's just about the story, and it could right. be good.
1: March 23rd, then, moving on. Uh, one pretty big movie that's that's standing out, at least at this point, uh, for, for that particular weekend. Another sequel. The sequel I never knew we needed. Pacific <laughs> Rim Uprising. And based on the TV spot that I saw yesterday, Dave, it's going to be bigger and even more bombastic. And this time, they're going to fight during the daytime uh, with this one. That was another thing that people pointed out. John Boyega uh, getting ready to headline here for this one uh, for Pacific Rim Uprising.
0: If you like monsters fighting robots, you know, this is a kid's fantasy right there. You're going to love this one. And, of course, John Boyega has made a name for himself in the new Star Wars. Scott See, Eastwood is also Scott Eastwood in Scott Eastwood is one. in it, yeah. So the first one was very, very interesting. I have not seen the original Pacific or uh, Pacific, uh, Pacific Rim, but I've seen bits and pieces of it. Not enough to say that I've seen it. Um, but if this is your thing, it's more like a popcorn movie, and if they can go to throw in a good story as well, good things. There, Let's hope.
1: There may be a couple of cities that get blown to smithereens in the process as they're as they're fighting against these ridiculous monsters and then have these, these uh, machines that are going to fight against them.
0: It's the 21st century version of a Godzilla movie is really what it is.
1: Essentially. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so that is March 23rd that that's coming along. March 30th. This looks interesting. This looks really interesting. And I don't know the background behind it as well as I'm sure many people out there do. And with that in mind, I apologize. Ready Player One with Steven Spielberg helming as the director. Um, it's based on a best-selling book of the same name in the future. Totally different kind of world uh, than what we have now. Um but then there's this virtual reality universe called Oasis that has been created and has a lot of elements to it. But there are, I know, many people who are excited about this, who know about this story, who know about this concept, this bringing together of, of so many different um, concepts in video gaming and, and all of this. A into lot of this pop one culture, too. A lot of pop culture into this one story. And here we are. It's coming along in movie form.
0: Well, it's it's actually kind of a commentary on where we are as a culture. I mean, everybody that's walking around with their face buried into a handheld device, whether it's a gaming thing or a phone thing or texting or whatever, emoji. This is basically you don't live your real life; you just try to get through it so you can go and go home and plug into you know the internet or your gaming or whatever. Or in the case of the story, the Oasis. And so it's about living a virtual life and escaping reality in a way. Um, but there's a lot of pop culture that shows up. Freddy Krueger shows up. The Back to the Future DeLorean shows up. That, I mean,
1: I've mean, i seen you it You name already. it, yep. there's
0: hundreds of little bits and pieces, some that will be front and center, some that are going to be in the background. But with Spielberg involved in this, this is not going to be just some throwaway thing. Not only is it going to be a visual treat, but he doesn't touch anything that doesn't have a really good story to it. So Correct. there's a lot yet to come out about this, but I'd be very willing to... I will roll the dice on anything Spielberg, even if he just reads from the phone book for two hours. He will make it interesting.
1: Visually and with the pop culture references, Those you can already expect those coming in. It's whatever else... Spielberg presents alongside of it that's going to be really uh, most intriguing perhaps out of this. But apparently, according to the story, um, the creator of this oasis has left behind a digital Easter egg um, with, uh, and a, that if you find it, you get the immense fortune that he had. Um, yeah. And it's been left in the oasis, and that is that creates this huge contest. To try to find it, come kind of across
0: with it's a mad, 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 mad world. You know? A bit,
1: but but the the key is this whole oasis happens with the rest of the world completely on the brink of falling apart. So it's it's an interesting contrast that's already been built up within the story itself. So that will conclude March. Jumping ahead then into uh to April,
0: Chappaquiddick. You, this will be. Do you
1: know a little bit more about Chappaquiddick than I? I think you do.
0: Yeah, this is this true story. Um, Late 60s, Ted Kennedy, you know, he was in the car crash and flipped it over off the bridge off of Chappaquiddick, which is in New York, and a lot of people said it ended his political aspirations. Here's a guy that um, his brother had been president, his other brother was possibly going to be president before he was assassinated, so Teddy Kennedy, to rise to that, was dethroned when the incident in Chappaquiddick happened. So it's going to be all about that. Jason Clarke, who's done some good things, Um, he's a great Australian actor, and he's a chameleon; he can disappear into any role. So, him to pick up the iconic role of Teddy Kennedy could be interesting. But for those of you that were around back in the '60s or follow the the Kennedy craze, are going to like this one. So, Chappaquiddick, um going to be an interesting one.
1: Yeah, that's, it's, it's
0: historical. So,
1: it do, it looks it, but I don't know how do you is it? For it peop- looks like it's going to be of the drama variety with that story. There's, there's yeah. got to be a lot of backstory to go into more than just one event.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, it's going to be like, um, you know, people that are old enough, they were around with Chappaquiddick, it was a big scandal at the time, they're going to they're gonna, gonna want to get into this. People that are younger, maybe not so much, but I mean, look at right now, that's uh, going to be eating up the awards is uh, The Post. It's all about the Pentagon Papers. Well, what the heck was that? That was during Vietnam. Well, I wasn't around in Vietnam, but if you could sell the story like they have with The Post, just doing good at the box office. Then you can find an audience. So people that weren't around for the Chappaquiddick scandal, if they can sell the story, people will be interested to see it and not just those that were around during that era. So whether the movie does well or not depends on how they market it and can they open that story up. You know, political intrigue, of a a family political dynasty Mm -hmm. crashes because of a lot of things and not the least of which was the incident in Chappaquiddick.
1: We've got another Cloverfield movie mm-hmm. coming up here. This is going to be the the third one in the the series. Now we started with Cloverfield, which you mentioned earlier. Then there was Ten Cloverfield Lane, which was a interesting, a really it went from the expansive nature of the first movie to this this really contained m- second movie, claustrophobic, claustrophobic, really. yeah, second movie, and which took place just in one general area. And now we have this next one which I believe has been it's been titled God Particle, correct?
0: I haven't heard that yet. I know they were going to unveil it here pretty soon, but I've been, you know, as you can tell from my voice a little off the grid lately. Right.
1: I I believe that um I believe that that is going to be actually um I think the title has been changed. It used to be God Particle. Now I think it's it, it is an untitled Cloverfield sequel is is what it's back to now. Although I think I'm hearing uh, there there may be something else called Cloverfield Station uh, that could be the the title instead. But anyway, there is a Cloverfield movie that is coming up here uh, in April as well. Do you think there's still more yeah. uh, mil- more to be done with it because they went an interesting direction with that second movie oh, yeah. changing. The, the scale of things on a completely different level. For
0: those of you that don't know, Cloverfield is basically like a Godzilla movie, um, but from the perspective of those on the ground. So you don't really know what's going on, but something's going on, and it turns out to be a giant, giant monster. And uh, the second movie was really more about um, paranoia and it was really driven by great performances and not the monster. John so, Goodman, yeah, yeah, John, John Goodman, Goodman in particular. So it's not about the monster as much as it is about what's going on during the backdrop of it's Be Like Titanic. It's not about the ship sinking, it's about what's going on on the ship. Oh yeah, and it sinks. You know, it's about the story of people and oh yeah, there's a monster tearing down the city. Is basically what Cloverfield is. So they've really kept it fresh and new. Can they do that a third time? I would give them the benefit of the doubt based on what's come before.
1: The Rock also makes an appearance on yeah. April twentieth, and this was another one that I saw some previews for yesterday. Rampage that's coming along with uh, this this uh, silverback gorilla that um, that the Rock's character has a bond with, but then because of something that went wrong in his genetics, he grows massive and becomes terrifying. And then there are others who come along who are like that as well.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like Rise of the Planet of the Apes. If you didn't get enough, we'll get you something else. I don't know enough about it, to tell you the truth. It could be interesting, and the way things are going right now for the career of The Rock, who's got Jumanji out right now that's a lot of people weren't sure about, but it's clearly done well um, in the wake of Robin Williams in the original, um, has done fantastic. So do not count him out. He tends to have a touch for these things.
1: Also on April 20th, did we need another Super Troopers movie? Apparently, some people did.
0: Apparently, you didn't, but a lot of people were looking I, forward to this. I,
1: you know, I have heard some people say that they've always wanted a second Super Trooper movie now this that is, I've heard about it. This
0: is one of the few movies that actually got moved forward by like Kickstarter campaigns. So, a lot of crowd surfing helped put this really? movie together. So, clearly, people wanted it because if they hadn't contributed to it... It wouldn't have happened. So this is not everyone's cup of tea. If you're a fan of Broken Lizard, which is that comedy group um, that did the first one and they've done some others, um, Club Dread. Uh, if you're if you're a Broken Lizard fan, you've been looking forward to this. The original yeah. Super Troopers is a classic. Um, so now to have more of the same, will they live up to it? Now they're going to uh, basically invade Canada from the from the from the storyline. Going to be an interesting one. Oh, so boy. if you're a fan of this genre, you're going to love it. If you're not, give it a try. They're, they're, they're a talented group. They're funny.
1: April 20th then, Super Troopers too. Is it ironic it's that it's out coming well. out
0: on 420, by the way? Marijuana reference Super Oh, for my Snooper word. Tro- I'm just saying, I don't think that's a coincidence. I,
1: I think you're right, Dave. I think <laughs> you're right. All right, coming up in May, we've gotten a, through a couple of big movies that I think are going to prop up the tent poles a bit here to start the year. And this might
0: overlap a little bit into the summer season, so we might down right. the road to another summer preview, and these might qualify.
1: We'll we'll get through a quick preview of these here to start out for, for May 2018, and we begin May 4th. It comes Big right one. at the beginning of the month. Avengers, Infinity War, it has all been building to this. I think there are many questions surrounding the movie and all that will come with it. We've already got the trailer that's come out. I think some people are hoping for a little bit more graphically from uh, as far as The appearance of of terror from Thanos than what they've gotten already, but I think more of the interest that I have is, are people going to, is this going to be the grand moment that Marvel has hoped for, that they have built toward, that fans will still show up for, even with all the movies that have come to this point? Is the energy and excitement still going to be there? I think it still is, but I still have have questions, at least in terms of the fringes.
0: I think, yeah. And even this movie is not the end of it because there's really going to be an Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. So Part 2 to this movie is going to come in a couple of years.
1: That's actually not happening anymore. actually, it changed that It, it, okay. it has changed, yes. Th- this is it, the Infinity War, right here. Oh,
0: I've not heard that. Then that that brings up another point is that this could be the last gasp, not just for the characters, but for the actors. I mean, a lot of them have been on this roller coaster for quite a while. Particularly Robert Downey Jr. Um, at some point, it's going to be cost prohibitive to keep these folks around. Um, we talked a little bit about Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson going to get her standalone movie, and the talk is she could be paid upwards of thirty some million dollars becoming the highest paid actress in Hollywood, Mm. which would be a fair game since she's comparatively, compared to some of her co-stars, been paid peanuts for her role as Black Widow in these various Marvel movies. Now she's going to get her payday, so to speak. How far can this go before they just can't support the cast anymore? Right. So this could might be a reshuffling of the deck after this, where the Avengers will stick around, but we got to change some things out so we can keep them manageable as far as cost but the storyline can they develop it with this many balls in the air because not only is it the avengers that's the question you got spider-man showing up you got the guardians of the galaxy showing up this is a battle royale can they manage it
1: this is a tough feat it's going to be a very tough feat but if it comes off It'll be the big payoff to all that they've done over the last 10 years to work toward this point. So we'll find out in May.
0: I think they'll do it. I think they'll do it. It's after this. Will they be able to maintain it? That's the big question.
1: May 18th then, Deadpool 2. a, A total shift in direction when it comes to superhero movies. But here it comes again. And given the success of the last one... You wouldn't put it past this one to do well, too. Did you see the first one? I did not.
0: I didn't think you might.
1: It's not my kind of superhero movie. I know for a lot of people it is, just not really my kind of movie. I'm I'm sure at some point I'll see it, though. So
0: parents that are listening in that didn't listen the first time that Deadpool came out, this is not a children's movie, even though it's a superhero movie. It's as much a children's movie as Kick-Ass is a superhero movie for kids. Don't. Take your kids to see it. And I don't mean 13 and younger. I mean they better be in high school before you take them to see this. And even then, it's bloody, it's violent, it's vulgar, it's funny, and it's awesome, but it's a big kid treat. You don't serve cocktails at a little kid's party. Same reason you don't take kids to go see a Deadpool movie. Nope. It happened. Uh, people showed up and yes. three minutes into the movie, what is this? Exactly. Read the poster. It's not rated yet, but I can tell you it will be a hard with, R.
1: With all the information that we get these days, you, you, you would How could you really think, not oh, know? Yeah. But
0: I can tell you this. it's If it's more of what the first one was, it's going to be a smash hit. While the Avengers will try to be very family-friendly and the X-Men coming out later in the summer are going to be family-friendly, but intense, family-friendly, this is going to be a whole other thing.
1: Will we get a trailer on Super Bowl Sunday for Solo? That is a big, big question, but it is coming up May 25th. There is still no trailer. The fringes of the Internet universe are starting to panic a little bit, Um, and I think it's starting to drift into the mainstream a little bit more now, too, just because the clamor has been growing so much. But no reshoots have been going on, but there's a huge question mark that you can draw in right next to Solo on the the, – Plain poster
0: well um you know some people i don't want to get too involved into star wars right now but you know there was very mixed reactions to the last jedi i personally liked it i can understand why some people are not liking it too even after you and i went and saw the last jedi we stood in the theater for a while and and talked what we liked we didn't like questions and so forth but overall i liked it and not to say that i didn't have a few issues with it but i liked it Um, I think Solo is going to fit more the form of a Star Wars movie according to fans' expectations rather than hard left turns that fans didn't see coming.
1: An adventure.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a straight-up adventure, and you kind of know where it's going. Here's a spoiler that I can tell you. Han Solo and Chewie and Lando will all live through this movie because they show up later, you know, and anybody else, who knows? Because they're going to show up at later events. But this is how Han Solo became Han Solo and how he got Chewie and how he got the Falcon and all of this stuff we've heard about, now we're going
1: to see. May 25th. Mark it down. Maybe we'll have a trailer by next time around and we can take on it a little more. Yeah, Yeah. I I would think so. So so there's your look at the first half of 2018 or thereabout. And again, we'll get into more of it as we go from here. But a little bit spread out in terms of interest of movies and maybe some quality movies that are going to get sprinkled in here to start the year. Let's hope that it's a good start to 2018. I know 2017 was down at the box office. It was a bit of a tough year in that regard as far as movie quality. There were good ones that that came along this past year. And with that in mind, keep an eye out in the near future. We're going to get into Oscar discussion here very soon. And I know the buzz is is growing and growing by the week in terms of Oscar stuff. Not sure if that'll be our next episode or not. It'll all depend on when the nominations come out. But get ready because we're coming on award season.
0: You know, and something else to talk about that kind of leads off of that uh, previous episode, we had talked about fixing the movies, people going to the movies. Um, There're gonna be some great movies coming out, whether it's a big tentpole movie or just something small and interesting. Uh, I personally really want to see The Post; it's playing right now. Yes. I haven't, I haven't got a chance to see I haven't it yet, either, but, I'd but like I really to. do want to see it. And I will make every odd. When you have, when you have a toddler at home, it's tough, so you have to pick your battles. And when you've been sick for a week, it's tough. Yep. Um, but um, if you got something that's interesting to you, go see it you got Oscar season coming up, so a lot of those movies are going to get re-released or wider released. And if it's you know, Lady Bird, for example, a lot of awards talk around it. Go see it. If it interests you, you're going to walk away with an enriched experience, good, bad, or indifferent.
1: Good way to close it out, Dave. I'm Joel Hoover. I'm sickly Dave Brooks. Thank you for joining us today on Rick and Nick Talk Flicks. We hope you have a fine start to 2018, and we will see you at the movies.